Good morning, golfers. What's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, PGA coach, PGA member, professional at helping people play better golf. That's been my career's mission. I've dedicated about the last decade of my life to doing so. And I really like this podcast because it's an opportunity to just kind of project out some of the things that I've gotten to learn, some of the hard lessons, some of the easy lessons, and just some of the things learned along the way. I think golf is one of those games that attracts tinkerers and people that like to experiment and all in good and all in like the pursuit of of trying to play better golf. But most people get veered off the road. And when you get veered off the road, you get caught into like this spider trap of things that one road leads to the next road, the next road leads to another. Then all of a sudden, you're not really sure how to get back to the road you started on. And then the side road becomes the main road because you've built yourself a new golf swing. Now, with that being said, there's good, there's bad, there's the ugly. But what we want is we want to make educated decisions about the right way to go about getting on the track to playing better golf. Today, we're going to kick a holiday style. Merry Christmas, if that's what you're celebrating. If you're celebrating something else, let's celebrate that. All in the name of better golf. Let's get it rolling. Today, I want to do a holiday version of the gift of better golf. Step one, if you are on the road to playing better golf, or maybe you just really want to bunker down and get better this off season, step one is to learn to move well. My summary of moving well is the arm should stay relatively straight and the head stay still. Will the shoulders turn 90 degrees in the backswing? Could be more with a driver, could be slightly less with a wedge. 90 degrees is a good starting point. So your head's gonna stay still. If you need a reference point, lean your head up next to something, whether that's a door frame or a wall. Practice turning those shoulders, get them all the way back to 90 degrees. Your left shoulder or your lead shoulder is gonna tilt down towards the golf ball. But at the end of the day, that doesn't need to be more complicated than it is. Your head's going to stay still while your shoulders are going to turn about 90 degrees. Your hips are going to turn about half of that. And then we're going to move into our downswing by shifting our weight towards the target, getting a momentum working towards the target and delivering energy through the target. Body is going to move laterally through our hips. Our weight's going to shift towards the target while our hips turn and open up. Our arms are going to stay straight all the way through the process until about the very end where they can break, you can finish, and you can hold that finish standing tall and proud, chest up, slight back bend, weight forward, in balance, arms slightly bent, and holding that finish in balance. That's what a balanced finish position is. A balanced finish position is a trait of a good golfer. It's something you can work towards if you're not there yet. Have great range of motion. Be able to hold a balanced finish position. If you can't get there, start by practicing and just if you can turn one degree more every day, that's a major win. If you're in the latter stages of your career and you can't pick up turn, that's okay too. But pick up as much turn as you can. Try to keep your turn for as long as possible and allow your hips to turn as much as possible to get there. One of the great farces in golf instruction through history is that we should limit our hip turn. Our hip turn, in fact, should never really be limited. What should be limited is the amount of lateral sway we have. What should be limited is maybe swinging out of control. But our hips can turn as much as they can turn without doing anything funky like lifting a leg off the ground. Now, I don't even mind a player lifting their leg off the ground if they need it to open up some hip turn. I think it's a better option than not turning the hips because not turning the hips creates shearing in the lower back. It creates tension. And if it doesn't create enough back turn, it has a whole domino effect of things on the golf swings, such as swinging more outside in, which is at the root of many things that many golfers struggle with. Swinging outside in is right at the top of the list. Well, at the end of the day, turn more, be centered, be still, turn around a fixed axis. So put your head next to something if you need a reference point and practice turning. So that's step one, dial in your turn, dope your turn, 
And it's a step you can always come back to. It's the bottom of the pyramid. It's the bottom of, it's our foundation. We're going to build everything on top of that. After you're turning well, what's step two? Step two is to learn to hit it near the middle of your club face. So hopefully in your stocking stuffer or holiday gifts, you're going to get some foot spray. Not because you actually have foot problems, but because you're going to spray it on your golf club face and you're going to be able to see where you hit the golf ball and where it was in relation to the center of the club face. The center of the club face horizontally is right where you think it is. Vertically, it's lower than you think it is for most. It's about three groups up or three grooves up on an iron. On a driver, it's above the equator, about you know a quarter of an inch to a half an inch above the equator of most drivers and dead center side to side. Take a little bit of foot spray or go buy some face tape. Face tape's available through Amazon and several other golf retailers. You just stick it on your club face and then it bruises when you hit the ball. And it gives you feedback to help you learn how to hit the middle of the club face. So that's step two. Now it's simple in theory, but, but complex in learning to master. Don't take this step lightly, friends, and it's another step you can always come back to. And what are we kind of doing here? Well, we're building a system, a system for decision making. So you always can have a reference as to what part of your golf game or golf swing needs work. When in doubt, start with the fundamentals and work your way back up. So turn well, hit it near the middle of the club face. Step three is to learn to control the curvature of our golf ball. So now that we're hitting it near the middle of the club face, we can get an accurate reading on our, on our curvature and we can learn to control the curvature of our golf ball. Step one in learning to control our curvature is managing our club face. Our club face is mainly managed by our grip and then what we do with it from that point with particularly with our lead hand. So I want you to take your lead hand and pretend you have a screwdriver in your hand. Not the drink, I'm talking about the tool. Take that screwdriver and twist it counterclockwise and clockwise. Counterclockwise and clockwise. For the right-handed player, if you're twisting it counterclockwise, you're learning to close the face. If you're twisting it clockwise, you're learning to open the face. And we need to understand how to do both because really what golf is, is it's skill building. Over time, you need to learn how to both to close and to open your face. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. I like building skills because skills are sturdier over time. If you're a lefty, just flip the script to what I gave you. It is more complicated than that, but in essence, our... Our club face is controlled by our grip. If you need a reference for grip, both of the creases in our hands between our thumb and the pad of our hand should point towards the trail shoulder or between your chin and your trail shoulder. We should see about two to three knuckles on the top hand. So on the left hand for a right-handed golfer, we should see about two knuckles. Could be three, could be one and a half. But if that crease is pointing towards our trail shoulder, we're in a good spot. And then our hands should be smushed together. We don't want to lengthen the grip out any further than it needs to be. We want our hands smushed together and we want the club more often than not in our fingertips versus the palm or the meat of our hand. And then we're going to learn to manage our ball flight. We're going to learn to hit it both right and we're going to learn to hit it left. Don't settle with just being good at one shot because that ends up that ends up crumbling at some point because you never learn to use your hands. Your hands are a very important piece of the golf swing and you need to educate yourself. And if you don't have any education, start today. Get a little bit of work in tomorrow. And over time, you're going to be a better golfer for understanding how to manage your hands and your club face to help you control curvature. Now, I'm not going to dig too deep on swing path. Swing path a lot of times will instinctively move as you learn to use your club face differently. Swing path is really a rabbit hole. And I think that it really is good to work with an instructor in this department. Your swing path is very complex, but just know that your swing path is also a variable that helps control curvature. Start with your club face, and then once you get really good with your club face, you can always come back to your swing path, and you can work more on that as you learn to understand it more and some of the nuances of it. 
But basically, a swing path from a surface level means your club is traveling some direction. It could be traveling to the right of the target. It could be traveling to the left of the target. And whatever direction it's traveling, it's going to tend to impart the opposite spin on the golf ball. If your swing path is traveling to the right, it's going to tend to spin the golf ball left. If your swing path is traveling to the left, it's going to tend to spin the golf ball to the right. And really what produces spin is your club face relative to your swing path. So if your club face is closed relative to your swing path, or for a right-handed golfer, it's pointed left of the target, that golf ball is going to curve left. If it's open, it's going to curve right. Swing path is a variable you should understand, but you should first learn to work and manage your club face. That can take you a really long way for most of us. In fact, club face management can take us close to par for most people. All right, so we've gotten to this point. We've built some good movement. We've hitting it near the middle of the club face, and now we've learned to control our curvature. So what's next? Well, what's next is kind of a rabbit hole that you're going to spend the rest of your golfing career in. I would say it's skill building while also continuing to refine the bottom steps of the pyramid. During these stages, it's really important to learn how to do things like chip, putt, control trajectory, learn how to use your different tools, learn how to hit different shots. We're not going to focus too much on skill building today, although I can do a future podcast on that. If that's something you want to hear more about, shoot me an email. Let me know more about what's on your mind. But for today, let's stick with the bottom three pieces of the pyramid, learning to move well, learning to hit it near the middle of the club face, and learning to start to control our ball flight. Those three things for most people can take you into the 70s, maybe near par, maybe near par, and it can sure make your game a lot more rewarding. If you're hitting it well, it makes the game more fun. If you're hitting it well, it makes the game a lot easier. And if you're hitting it well, well, hey, it's just flat out a lot more fun to play that way. And at the end of the day, let's have more fun, let's play better golf, and work our game the right direction over time. This has been a little holiday rendition of the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Got big plans for 2022, got big plans for 2022, but I want to hear as much as possible from all of you. Give me your feedback, leave this thing a review, share it with a friend. Have a great year, and let's make 2022 the best year ever. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Keep working hard, stay humble, keep your head down. I'll catch you back for the next one.